2: Your college football game day has come early. Goes
1: down the field for Sicky. goes up, high. he's got getaway from the top speed, and the ball is free! Woo! What a hit! You got barbecue back there? From underdog triumphs to powerhouse showdowns, we've got your winning playbook covered. It's BetQLU with Chris Mack, RJ Choppy, and John Martin,
2: presented by BetMGM. And here we are. It's Conference Championship Week. We've made it. And you are with us on BetQLU alongside RJ Choppy and John Martin. I am Chris Mack, and we've got you for almost the next entire hour. We've got you locked in to what to expect in these Conference Championship games, what it does to the playoff picture, and even the revolving uh, coaching game of musical chairs that continues for those teams that have already seen their season come to an end or maybe are just on the lookout with their bowl not yet announced. We've got all that in the offing, where teams are going, who they're going to play, all that after this week. But we've got to get into this week first and through it. First of all, thanks for pulling us up on the Odyssey Sports YouTube channel or however you get us, whether it's however you get your favorite podcasts, uh, including your Odyssey app, A-U-D-A-C-Y, or maybe you're just listening on the BetQL Network. Thanks for joining us as we get ready uh, to look at, first, the updated playoff rankings, boys. Georgia number one, Michigan two, Washington three, Florida State re-enters the top four, as those are our four undefeated teams. Oregon 5, Ohio State 6 after the loss to Michigan. Texas 7 still has hopes alive, just ahead of Alabama at 8, who they beat earlier this year. We can get into that conversation later, as well as all the other scenarios that could play out this weekend. But let's start with that re-entry that I mentioned at number 4. The Seminoles are back in that picture, by virtue of the fact that they won a game with their backup quarterback, and they got a chance to win another one with their backup quarterback in the ACC championship game against Louisville this Saturday. Are they a lock, John, if they can beat Louisville this weekend to get in because there's no way we're keeping out an undefeated Power 5 champ, right?
0: Yeah, exactly. Um, And I, I struggle with it, guys. Like... Because this is not almost certainly what they would have done had this been the starting quarterback the entire year, but we can't know that. That's that's not the way it played out. It's not the way it unfolded, and we can't really we cannot say that with any degree of you know a hundred percent certainty. Because I mean anything could have happened. Who is truly to say? And also, I would I would have made I would make the argument that there are you know, other phases, right? I mean, there's the defense that has earned it, right? There's the special teams that has earned it. Um, It's not all about one position and one player. Now, if you want to ask me and the criteria turns from uh, who we really believe can win the championship, they are not in. They would not be in the four. However, I don't think that is how this is ultimately going to be decided, who can, and really, is it the committee's job to determine who they think can and can't, they need to go by an objective sort of set of metrics, which is a you know fourteen you know a, a thirteen game sample size, um and and sort of let that you know I think speak and and I think based on what Florida State has done, if they win against uh, Louisville and they win the ACC, there's really just I, I mean I, I just put myself in in a Florida State fan shoes right uh, I would I would really be um just beside myself if uh, apoplectic, if my team was left out undefeated, regardless of who the quarterback was. So, yes, they win. They are in.
2: Yeah, Choppy, I can't imagine a world where they try to project what Florida State is just based on the backup quarterback being at play now. I, I mean, the, it's it's got to be the four teams that earned the shot, regardless of what condition they're in now. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I mean look, I don't know who this apoplectic guy is, but you're gonna have to explain to me what that means. Um <laughs> I, I get I get Big World Card mm. I I get almost everything you're saying except for that. Um here, here's my issue. Like <laughs> I, they can't win. The right. dude threw for like 130 yards right. against Florida. If you can't win, why am I putting you there? I, I, I don't know. Like, are they better today than they were two weeks ago? No, they're not. Like, right? You know, one, once they lose a yep. the quarterback, right. they're, they're, they're not. Are they better than Texas? Would they beat Texas head up? Would they beat Alabama head up? Would they beat Ohio State? Would they beat Oregon? I, I would say no. Um, I, I, I get it. It's a Power 5, undefeated Power 5 team. Yeah. But I, I think you've got to have – You've got to have. This is a different team today than it was two weeks ago. They're, they're, they can't judge them just off that. As of now, they're not an undefe- undefeated Power Five team. When you don't have your starting quarterback, you're not the same team. I'm, so I, I get it. I'm saying I agree with you, uh, John. That like you know if you're a Florida State fan, how do you whatever Apoplectic. word you said? <laughs> how do you? Uh, <laughs> how do you handle this right you can't wake up the next morning and have any semblance of fairness in your life if your team goes undefeated and you're left out but like yeah, i'm sorry man like you know texas is better than you right now uh, alabama's better ohio state oregon they're all better you're 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 at best 8 at best
2: Yeah, I mean, I don't know, if as currently constructed, if they'd beat anybody in the top 10, but I don't know if, like, that's not the criteria, right? The criteria... How do you you disregard,
0: uh, you know, 10 weeks of data? You know what right, I'm saying? Yeah. Like, how do you just? I mean, I you I know you could say, well, it wasn't that quarterback, but it was that defense. It was that coaching staff. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, it, it was the the skill position guys outside. So are we, re- you know? And I get it, and I agree with you, RJ. and That's why I do struggle with it just on, on the on the face of it, because I we all know this team is not going to beat, you know, yeah. let's just say if it's Georgia or if it's Michigan, right? They're going to get creamed as the as the fourth spot if they end up, uh, you know, getting through. But to me, ten weeks. On both sides of the ball, undefeated Power Five champ, and they still had to go out and win the ACC championship this week. I mean i right. i would I would probably have the lawsuit ready to go, antitrust.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, i oh yeah, it's, it, it's just it's highway robbery if you're an undefeated Power Five champ and you don't get in. The Brett McMurphy projected line, by the way, um, if if it remained Georgia versus Florida State in what would in all likelihood be the Sugar Bowl in the CFP semifinals, Georgia would be favored by a full two touchdowns by 14. So there you go, mm. something to think about mm. by 14.
1: 14 Brett Brett, that, that would be, a, that, that would be, be as short. bad as the you game. Okay? If it's 14, I am yeah. selling I am yeah. selling my house. I am putting the yeah. entire lot on Georgia minus the 14, and I'm going to rebuy it the next day. Like, that, there's no way that's 14.
0: No, it's not going to be 14. It's going to be probably, I think, nothing 20 short and a of half. 20. Yeah, exactly. Yeah,
2: yeah that's that. But. Again, to your point, John. this is you can't you can't throw out the first twelve weeks of the season, the first twelve games of the season, so let's talk Michigan, Ohio State in retrospect now, like I don't think I'm sure there's some convoluted scenarios. I read the whole Stuart Mandel piece earlier this week. The sixteen different playoff scenarios that exist based on how you know four of these conference championship games go. There is a path, I imagine for Ohio State to somehow sneak back in. But I find it hard to believe that Ohio State has any, like, you almost, in a year like this one, where you've got four undefeated Mm -hmm. teams right now, you have to win your conference championship in order to get in, I think, unless, maybe, unless you're Georgia. So let's talk about those two things, I guess primarily, is, can can Georgia remain in choppy? Are they still in, even if they lose to Bama?
1: I said, you know, last week that I think if Georgia loses, that it's it's not about um, Texas versus Alabama for that spot. I'm I'm assuming Florida State would lose, you know, but but it would be between uh, Georgia and Texas. I think Alabama wins; they're going to win if they beat Georgia. They're Mm going to be in regardless Uh of the head to head because their their win over Georgia trumps the head to head. They would beat; they'd be the first team to beat Georgia like two, you know, two years or whatever. So. Yeah, I, I think the I think the avenue for Florida State to be an undefeated and be kept out might might be Georgia losing. Um, yeah. You know, like because I, I don't and the think other the undefeated would, holding. Yeah, yeah, I don't think the committee would take a one loss. I'm sorry, I don't think the committee would take Florida State over a one loss Georgia. I don't know how they would. I'd be mean, you know that well
2: right. I mean, I mean undefeated nuts. and conference champ. See, here's the thing that that gets me about that, and I understand what you're saying. Like Georgia's clearly the better team. I don't think there's any argument, about it, but then it comes down to are we trying to subjectively decide who the four best teams are? Or are we exactly. taking the performance over the last three months and saying that performance, whether we think you're actually one of the four best teams or not, that performance earned you the right to prove that you belong there, which it would in Florida State's case, John.
0: I don't want my fate to be subjectively decided. That's what I it's, don't want.
2: It's it's why we have a playoff. It it's why we continue uh, to expand uh, the playoff.
0: Yeah, exactly right. Like, this needs to be a very defined, okay, set of metrics. I know, like, it's like, well, isn't that the BCS? Wasn't that the BCS? <laughs> you know, like, are we just going uh-huh. back to that? But, but it's, in my view, it's not, you know, Condoleezza Rice or whoever. Like, who are you to tell me what I can and can't achieve? You know? You don't right, know man. that. Honestly, we should just let the odds makers determine that. If we're going to go that route, we should just we yeah. should just completely let you know the 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 betting markets and uh, you know and 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 the places where they have millions of dollars of liability. We should just let. I, I trust their opinions a lot more than I trust the committees. For example, if we're going to go down that route, so that's what I would do. But yeah, I mean. I, you, if four State wins are in, RJ, I mean, you got you to gotta just get real cozy with that, man. You got to accept that because if it was Texas, uh-huh. if it was Texas in that scenario, how would you feel, right? How would Texas feel? How would Texas fans well, feel? Even if they lost Quinn Ewers and it was the backup, you know?
2: Let, let's bring up the Texas-Bama argument then because that's worth bringing up in this case. If, if we're down to a decision between those two and they're both one-loss conference champs, and Bama may have the stronger stronger resume, but Texas beat them head up. Granted, it was two and a half months ago, three months ago, but Texas beat them straight up. How do you not take Texas? Otherwise, that game doesn't matter. Well, I mean,
1: it, 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 it matters. It matters, but it also matters how they're playing now. Um, and then, like, you know, again, um it, I don't believe if Bama were to win, they'd be choosing between Bama and Texas. They'd be, I think, they'd be right. between Georgia, Georgia, and Texas. Yeah. I think Bama's is going to wind up yeah. being in either way if they win because Bama's you in. Know, if they yes, win, yeah, they, yeah, they're, they're, they're in. because but, yeah, that
2: head-to-head head matters. For example, but, I've I've even seen you know uh, you know pro- projected rankings where, like to your point, R.J., like they're not battling for in or out positioning necessarily, but maybe they're both in as one-loss conference champs. But Bama's ranked higher because, again, resume and they just come off a win against Georgia and snapping the streak and all that. And Texas is coming off a win over Oklahoma State and Mike Gundy's mullet. Right. And it's again, for me, it comes back to, no, I saw Team A beat Team B on a field earlier this season. And so I put Team A ahead of Team B, even if it happened all the way back in early September.
0: Yeah, I think you I I think I do think you have to leave a little bit of room though for the the difference in Alabama, right? I mean, that was that mm-hmm. was sort of at a time when I mean, if we're going to really like if if we're just going to get subjective with this, right? You have to it, Think about how different their offense is. I mean, Milrow was getting benched, and then he was not benched, and then he, you know, I mean, you can't even compare the Jalen Milrow of right. today to the Jalen Milrow of September, yeah. you know? None. So do we think Texas would do that in Tuscaloosa today? I mean, they could. They could. I mean, its they're they are a really good team, but I, I i don't think I'd bet on it. I don't think I would bet on Texas today if that game were November as opposed to September. It's a very different of
2: Tide. But, yeah, it comes back again, choppy, to most deserving or who's who's best. Like, Al- you can tell me Alabama's a better team than Texas right now. And, yeah, I, I agree with you. Yeah. Alabama's a better team than Texas right now. But, again, otherwise, that game three months ago when they played head up, uh, to your point, yeah, it, it still means something, but it doesn't mean nearly as much as a head up game. You know, it, it, we're getting back to yeah. subjectivity rather than objectivity.
1: Yeah, but, I mean, then again, like, you know, do we overrate head-to-head styles? Kind of make fights there. You could be, you could be, you could beat the team you're playing and be a worse overall team. I mean, just it's just based on style, really. I mean, you could just not match. It's a bad matchup. Um, you know, I mean, there's there's plenty of examples of that throughout history of of teams that are uh, better losing, basically based on style. I, I think I think that that clearly could have happened in that situation. I don't know that it did. I think the fact is that mm-hmm. Texas was more advanced at the time than Alabama was, especially at the quarterback mm-hmm. position. And now Milrose is much different. Uh, you know, Jalen Miller doesn't make that throw against Auburn in week two, uh, but he made it nope. this past weekend. So, I, you know, yeah, I, I hear what you're saying. I, I, you have to have head-to-head matter. It has to matter. But I also think how you're playing now has to matter as well. And you also got to look at the overall resume. It shouldn't just be, well, they get the same record, they're both conference champs, and they won the head to head. Well, no, that team beat Georgia. And then the mm-hmm. other team. Exactly. Like, we exactly you know?
0: exactly right. I was gonna say you, you you were stipulating a win against Georgia and Atlanta in the SEC championship game, a team that hasn't lost in, you know, two years. You know, and I would say that win certainly should should overcompensate for yeah. that loss in September. Loss. Yeah. Right. The value to me, the, I would have more value on that win for Bama than that loss for Bama back in September.
2: Right. Let's get into these games individually. Let's talk Pac-12, SEC, ACC title games. We'll even dive into the Big 12 and Big Ten games as well. And who's who's going to be the Group of Five representative? We know John wants to talk about that, Mr. AAC. Okay. Probably still a little heartbroken about Memphis not being in the conversation anymore. But we'll get into all of it as we continue here on Conference Championship Weekend alongside John Martin and RJ Choppy. I'm Chris Mack, and this is BetQLU.
0: You've been listening to
2: BetQLU, presented by BetMGM. If you missed any of the show, listen back anytime on the new and improved Odyssey app. Let's get back to BetQLU, presented by BetMGM. And welcome back in as we continue to roll into the conference championship games here on BetQLU. Alongside RJ Choppy and John Martin, I'm Chris Mack. We appreciate you joining us, however you're doing it. Uh, total and full disclosure, you know this, we we do the show before Friday night, Saturday morning, when you may be listening to it. So sometimes we're going to preview a Friday night game. It's happened a couple times this week and certainly not going to stop us this week from talking about the Pac-12 title game. So, again, entirely likely if you're listening to this on Saturday morning or late, late Friday night, you already know what happened. But we here at this point uh, on the alternate Back to the Future timeline do not know what to expect, and in some cases, I don't really understand why we've got the line that we do on the final Pac-12 championship game. Oregon, Washington, Allegiant Stadium in Vegas. Washington getting 9.5. Total sits at 65 and a half, 66. If you're really all about Washington, man, those money lines are enticing. Anywhere from the 275 range all the way up over 3-1. to one. Uh, this line, I think, surprised all three of us. We talked about that uh, during the break, guys, but uh, th- there's a lot going on here. Y- you've got Oregon losing the first matchup between these two, maybe just based on coaching decisions and coaching decisions alone. Dan Lanning took a lot of heat after the first meeting between these two teams. you got the Heisman Trophy possibly being decided in this game. And again, as I mentioned, Choppy, this is the the last pac 12 championship game as well before the conference uh, gets blown to smithereens. So what's your read on this one? And does that nine and a half, does that make any sense? Are we all getting suckered here? So I talked to a buddy of mine
1: who's a handicapper, and he said that he had it at eight and a half himself. Uh, He says Washington's just played so poorly lately um, that, you know, you can, but he would never take it beyond nine. Like he wouldn't take that game about beyond nine, and I, I, I tend to agree with him on that. It's a high number. That's a real, real high number because these are like Washington is supposed to be one of the four best teams in the nation, and they're right. a nine-point dog, nine and a half-point dog, uh, in their own conference championship game to a team they already beat. Yeah, there's, there's, there's some, there's some odd things there. Yeah, you know, this is, this is some bulletin board material maybe uh, that they're going to use, but uh, it's a high, it's a high point total. <laughs> But I'll say this, Washington's been not very – they have not been great. I, I really respected the Oregon State win for how they had to do it in the weather. Right, yeah. But, let mean, let's be fair. Like, they, they, have, they have played really since the Oregon game, and maybe since the USC game, kind of lackluster.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's been – John, it's been weird to watch them struggle at times but still continue to turn forward, climb into the top four, all this stuff that – you know, it comes with being 13-0 and 0 and winning games however you have to win them. It, they, they've done mm-hmm. that. And, and, you know, to, to RJ's point, uh, the Oregon State game a couple of weeks ago, say what you will about Washington State, that's a rivalry game. Again, I think there was that added twist of, hey, it's the last time we're going to mm-hmm. see each other for a long time in a rivalry game, in-state rivalry game. Um there's a lot of reasons I, I can I don't know maybe I'm just making excuses for the way Washington has played the last right. month or so.
0: Yeah, I mean look, there's no question uh that I mean this is a massive massive swing because you're talking about a game that closed 3 in Washington uh obviously Washington favored uh so you're getting a 12 and a half point swing and this is not going to um you know Eugene this is going to Vegas. What would this number mm-hmm. be in, in Eugene? I mean, are we talking about a yeah. you know a, a two touchdown number here? I mean, I, I, have they been playing that bad? I mean, they I don't I don't think they've been playing that bad, um, but I always always sort of harken back to like sports books are not uh, charities, man. You know, I mean they're yeah. not they're not just they're not dangling. Uh, free money. This is not a free money glitch. I mean, this is obviously right. power ratings. This is obviously sharp money driving this up from 7.5. Some spots, guys, this is 10. Um, I did see historically there's only, there have only been two undefeated top five teams that were getting more than a touchdown in a conference championship game in the last 18 years. Um, and both of those teams uh, on the uh, wrong side of that spread, the underdogs, did not cover they did not win and they did not cover mm. um if, if i was playing this game as crazy as it is and i i have not yet it would be oregon or nothing for me um because again i am a I am a real believer in a real sort of absolutist in power ratings and what and yeah. what the books are telling you is that all of their metrics have oregon this much better than washington
2: Here's the other thing we got to talk about in this one. I mentioned the Heisman race. Um, Jaden Daniels was the favorite two weeks ago, um, and now has fallen back behind Bo Nix, who has moved back into the favorite spot um, at- atop the, the Heisman race. Uh, because, well, he he gets to play this week, and Jaden Daniels is not going to play this week. Um, I imagine uh, an otherworldly game from Michael Penix Jr. may be enough for him to catch Bo Nix in this one but I said it a week ago Bo Nix has been putting up video game numbers for about a month now and again he gets a chance to shine the national spotlight standalone game on a Friday night not just on Saturday towards the end of it after we've seen a bunch of college football this will be the first one first big one of the weekend um is it foolish to go anywhere else with your Heisman money at this point choppy than Bo Nix
1: I mean, not if he loses. You know, Daniels, Daniels doesn't have another game, so he's he he's kind of he's he's in the clubhouse, right? He's the leader in the clubhouse, if you will, because he doesn't have any games. His his number is what it is. If Bo goes out there and lays a stinker, uh, mm-hmm. sure. I mean, I, I think you could put, put your money elsewhere. Um, you know, I mean, you better make your bet before before you know the game is the hits though, because if if they win. Uh, you know he's pretty much locked that thing up, but I think I would agree with that—that uh, that, that, he, that he would lock it up. But uh, yeah, I, I think you know, and I think Penix has obviously an outside chance if he wins again and has a great performance.
2: But yeah, I, I think that it, it would be Penix's to lose, John. Yeah, I was going to say, John, is there is there any chance Penix steals this one? I think the last I checked, he was ten to one uh, or in that neighborhood. Um, A pretty decided long shot as compared to Daniels and Knicks is the favorite right now.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think most people probably just have their minds made up at this point at this late in the season. I mean, Jaden Daniels certainly, uh, I think, had the most compelling case. But as you guys have discussed, he's done his efforts in. He's turned his his test in. And uh, unfortunately, he's going to have 60 minutes fewer than Bo Nix, for example. So, yeah, yeah I mean, I, I guess if, if Michael Penix comes out and throws for 500 yards and leads his team to an upset win, I mean, I guess that could flip it, but it feels like it would take – like he couldn't just have a good game, you know, and win. Yeah, he'd need to have the best a, game
2: of the season, yeah.
0: Absolutely, which, I mean, look – He's had amazing games, you know. He's had those kind of of Madden number type games. He'd have to do that again, and he'd have to win. It can't be like a pick six at the end of the game by the Huskies. Like it's got to right. be him leading the drive, him scoring the touchdown. You know, I mean, it's got to be all that. So, I just, I, I it's for me, it's definitely Bo Nicks or nothing.
2: Yeah, and again, Knicks has had those Madden numbers for about four weeks straight now. Let's go to the SEC title game yep. Saturday afternoon for Eastern kick. Georgia-Bama, uh, as we talked about earlier, Georgia can still get in with a loss, but it probably requires a Florida State loss as well, if not something else falling in their favor along the way uh, this weekend. bama Win and in is, is pretty much cut and dried. I can't see anything else happening. Um, this, is, this is everything the SEC has come to be about, uh, John, over the last yep. decade. Georgia, Bama, a shot at the playoff on the line.
0: Yeah, I am so excited about this game. Um, my kid somehow has a dance recital that lasts for two hours from 2 to 4 Central Time. Oh, she's, no. she's two oh, years no. old. I think this is actually illegal, and I'm going to be reporting this uh, to the authorities because I don't think you can uh, have 2 year olds working that hard for that long. So uh, I will definitely be finding a way out of that one. Uh, (laughs) But, no, look, I I, I bet this. I've bet Alabama plus six. Um, I just think this is way too many points for a Georgia team that, uh, look, give them credit, they're undefeated once again. But the closest thing they have seen to Alabama – is Missouri in Athens, and and, Mm. and Brady Cook is nowhere close to Jalen Milrow in terms of his sheer speed and athleticism. And that was a close game, and that was a game that Missouri covered. It was a 12-point spread. They lost the game by nine. They covered. Um, I think Milrow is just a totally different animal than the first month of the season versus anything. I mean, Georgia's schedule is pretty weak, man. I mean it just is. They have not played many great teams. I mean Missouri's a top 10 team and it was a scare. They mess around with Georgia Tech last week. Like I just think Milroe is is and this Alabama team are going to be in a position to win this game. I make it 3. I make it Georgia three. And so for me, I'm showing a lot of value on Alabama plus six. And I bet that uh probably two days ago. I don't know where it is now. I think it's still out there, maybe some places, but I do have Bama plus six, and I would not be shocked if they pull this off
2: outright. Yeah, five and a half some places. I've seen six still out there. I've even seen six and a half still out there in yeah. some spots. Yeah. Um so it's there's there's a lot of play in this one, Choppy, because I think yeah. well, it's it's just what I said. It's Georgia, it's Bama, it's even though Georgia has been as dominant as they have been for two years, if there is a team to knock them off that pedestal at just the right time, it is Nick Saban with Jalen Milrow figuring it out over the last four weeks or so, and this team hitting its stride at just the right time.
1: Yeah, NFL scouts will tell you that this Bama team isn't as, like, nasty as as other Bama teams have been. Uh, they're They're – they're not as deep for one because of the transfer portal, but they've got they're, they're a little bit younger in certain spots. I um I was surprised the number you know got to six, uh you know got to six and a half at some spots. I don't hate it. The Auburn game really kind of throws a wrench into me. Uh, for like that, that Auburn got worked by New Mexico State. Yeah, are we are we really gonna just give this up to? Oh, it's a rivalry game. Uh, or yeah. uh, oh, it's it's uh, it was a look ahead game. I mean, you've really got to convince yourselves of those things, in, in, in my opinion. Uh, yeah, I, I agree. I, I think it's a big number, especially if Noro has a game. But dude, Georgia's kind of played. They've 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 been daddy's home for a couple of weeks now. Uh, <laughs> they've been they've been wrecking shop, um, and, and I think I'm going to give them more of a benefit of the doubt than I would Bama for a lackluster game against Georgia Tech. Just because, you know, Bama in the beginning of the year, we, we saw Bama struggle with US, US, USF this year, and right. uh, obviously they got beat by Texas at home. So it's not the greatest uh, Bama team by any stretch. Uh,
2: let, let's go to the ACC real quick. We touched on Florida State earlier. When they're in, It's hard, you, you can't keep an undefeated Power 5 uh, champ out of the top four and out of the CFP. But lose, they're done. Um, it, it's that simple mm-hmm. for Florida State. And they're going up against the Louisville team That's coming off what I would think is a pretty demoralizing loss to Kentucky. Um, Louisville still had kind of an outsider's puncher's chance at maybe creating some playoff noise had they beaten Kentucky and come into this one um, with a chance to upset Florida State. It's two and a half. Last I checked, uh, Florida State by two and a half in this one. Um, it's, It's lost some of its luster because of the Louisville losing to Kentucky factor, John, but Again, it's Florida State with a chance to, I guess, all of a sudden, I don't know if I want to say they're playing Cinderella because they've got their backup quarterback in there, but they have a chance to really, um, as, as Choppy kind of laid it out earlier, upset a lot of people because they won't be one of the four best teams anymore, but they will be one of the four teams who has earned it.
0: Yeah, I think Louisville's going to win. Uh, I think they're going to actually Move. make this uh, really simple uh, for yeah. everybody. Yeah, uh, I, I like this Louisville team. Um, and I I do tend to disregard uh, rivalry game results, you know, like unless – honestly, unless it's Michigan-Ohio State. I, I, I put a lot of – because that's the game that everybody in with those two teams, I mean, that – the fact that Ryan Day is still there after losing three straight is kind of mind-boggling. Um, but as far as Kentucky, Louisville—I mean, Louisville was dominating most of that game, and I don't know what exactly happened, but uh, they somehow they somehow lost. That being said, I've watched a lot of Louisville this year. Uh, I, I love what they do offensively, um, and I think it's a lot to ask when you're when you're dealing with the team in Florida State that you know you lose your quarterback. Okay, you take a breath. And now you're in an ACC championship game against a, you know, an actually really good team that is going to be hungry, especially off that loss. So I actually think Louisville makes it really simple for everybody involved, streamlines this whole damn thing, and they get the job done. Pull the upset. There's a reason why it won't go to three. It's not going to three and a half. Mm. right? It's getting stuck at two and a half.
2: I like Louisville yeah. on this one to pull it off. Choppy streamlined ACC championship game. Does that make sense to you too? Man, I'll tell you, Like again, Louisville,
1: just like the Bama game, it screwed me up last week. With that game against Kentucky, um, mm-hmm. it really did. I mean, like they, they have no business. Kentucky's not very good. Uh, they got five conference losses, and then they wind up getting beat. They gave up almost forty points to a team that couldn't even score fourteen against South Carolina. It threw me for a loop. I, I, but then again, like Florida State, like I, I just I don't buy what they. I don't think they're the fourth best team in the country. In fact, I know they're not. They're probably with with Tate, probably not a top ten team in the nation or, or or you know just on the fringe they are a lot more like Missouri um you know like in that in that regard than than they are Florida State so yeah I would probably lean Louisville on this one I don't have
2: this game not going to play it but I would probably lean Louisville we'll touch real quick on the big 12 title game uh and is there any reason to look at the big 10 championship game as well Michigan huge favorite over Iowa plus the group of five because we have to talk about it or else John will get upset. And uh, thank yeah, you. Maybe, maybe you're welcome. Power maybe six. Lib- liberty, li- liberty, Power six. Maybe Liberty sneaking into a new year six. Would that really just crush the AAC's uh, dreams? And real quick look at the coaching carousel as well. Plus our best bets all on the way next here on BetQLU. You've been listening to BetQLU, presented by BetMGM. If you missed any of the show, listen back anytime on the new and improved Odyssey app. Let's get back to BetQLU, presented by BetMGM. Alongside RJ Choppy and John Martin, I'm Chris Mack, and this is BetQLU for Conference Championship Weekend in college football. We broke down uh, the two big ones, Pac-12 and SEC, and uh, also talked briefly about the ACC title game and what we expect to happen between Louisville and Florida State with their Backup quarterback now at the helm. Let's touch briefly on – we can kind of take these as a pair, guys. Uh, The Big 12 title game, Saturday, noon, Eastern, 12 Central in Dallas, Oklahoma State against the Longhorns. And we've got the Big 10 title game uh, Saturday night in Indianapolis, Michigan. Everybody assumes it's a formality. uh, 23-and-a-half point favorites against number 16, Iowa, um Michigan Iowa kind of stands out to me. I don't know what you guys think. Not for upset potential. I don't think Iowa beats Michigan, but Michigan 2-4 and 1 against the spread when they've laid big spreads this year, 23 and a half or more. Choppy, um which which one of these two games if either has your attention? Nice. Uh given that we're not sure what Texas's future is, how much help they may need to get in and it feels like a like a foregone co- conclusion that everyone expects Michigan to win.
1: You know, I don't know that I would take the Michigan spread. Um, I think I would probably take the over in the game. Oh, wait, I'm sorry, I would take the under in the game uh, in the Michigan one. If I was if I was to bet on that one, I think the Texas and Oklahoma State. I got to give credit. You know, Gundy's done a really nice job. They were supposed to be the worst team in the conference this year at Oklahoma State, like one of the worst teams in the conference. And here he is; he's got them in the conference championship game. Um, you know, I think the Texas number is a much better number to go after. Even if they don't, you know, if even if they know their fate by the time it
2: happens, I don't think it matters. I think that's the much better game to go for. John, which one of these two if either I mean that's a low number what choppy 's talking about there on the Michigan, on the Big Ten championship game, thirty-five and a half yes. total. But I mean, Iowa being what Iowa is wouldn't be surprising to see Michigan win that one 30 to three and still come in under the total.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's the way I would have to play it, man. Um, I've seen some pretty ridiculous derivatives out there though. Like uh, that, that uh, Iowa minus 0.5 in terms of first half points is like even money. I mean, it's just ridiculous, man. Uh, It's hard to imagine this team crossing midfield much, let alone scoring touchdowns. So, yeah. I mean, I think you're gonna be fine at michigan minus twenty three I understand why I understand why sharp money has driven this down from twenty four to twenty three because it's just like it's like I don't know. I went to public school schools guys, so is that like seventy percent of the total seventy five percent of the total? So I understand why, but I would definitely take the under and I would feel very comfortable with it.
2: Yeah, yeah. I'm not. Um, A, R, R, RJ's not good with words. We're not good with math. But yeah, that, that's <laughs> most most of the points. Expected we're we're to just be we're, we're really
0: good. We're we're crossing all the T's, right? I mean, we're uh-huh. nailing it on the show. We need, nobody's good Absolutely. with numbers or words. So no, perfect. no. That's
2: why we're. That's why we're in radio. Um. Real quick, I want to touch on this since we have a group of five expert amongst us in John Martin. AAC title game. Your Memphis Tigers yep. lost to SMU. SMU's rolling a bit. Uh, going into New Orleans against number twenty-two Tulane. Tulane only favored by four in this one. Um, if Tulane mm. wins, they're the group of five representative in the new year six. If Tulane doesn't win. The committee's going to have to choose between a two-loss SMU team or most likely an undefeated Liberty team out of Conference USA. Um, John, uh, how close are we to seeing like a Liberty-Penn State-Peach Bowl matchup, which I know everybody's just absolutely riveted to their screens for?
0: Well, first of all, okay, we don't need your – uh, you know, condescending power six <laughs> remarks. All right, we play big time brands of football in the AAC. Right. We 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 don't we don't claim the rest of the you know the dregs. All right, AAC's is different. Um, Tulane's not losing this game. SMU lost their quarterback stupidly. Preston Stone, uh, Rhett Lashley kept the quarterback in there. He got hurt last game. He's out. Uh, Tulane's going to win. So it'll be I guess it'd be Tulane, Penn State, and I'd, I'd I would watch my ass if I was you, pal you know what the green wave can do in these Bring spots. It.
2: Bring it, AAC. Woo! Bring it. Wow. <laughs> oh, hey, hey, you
0: know, watch Cotton Bowl highlights. <laughs> watch the Cotton Bowl highlights from a year ago. You guys know the this, deal. Tulane coming.
2: This, this ain't USC. Don't worry. There's an actual defense at Penn State. That's, um, That's a good point. <laughs> Choppy, that would be something though. Yeah, like Liberty in a New Year's Six game. I'm ki- I'm kind of pulling for that, just, just 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 to see it happen.
1: Oh, for sure. Yeah, I, I love those. You know, the Western Michigan's get yeah. in the game or-, or Tulane. Yeah, I like that as long as you know.
0: Problem Don't prove Western happens. Michigan with Tulane, okay? That's ridiculous. Personal foul. Unnecessary roughness but, on RJ. Wait,
2: wait. Toledo, Toledo versus Tulane this year right now. Who wins? I can't believe we've, we've gone this far. By
0: a billion. Tulane mm. by a billion.
2: Toledo this That's far from being undefeated.
0: Man. Come on. You guys are coming at me with Mac, The I mean, fighting Bruce Grant
1: is hey, my friend. Dude. I'll tell you this, man. Too late. Western Michigan should have been the Final Four that year. They would have wiped the floor with Tulane. They would have rode the boat. They would have rode that boat all over Tulane. P.J. Flex style, yes. baby. Yeah, yeah.
0: 15 years ago, yes, but not this <laughs> Tulane. This is a different animal. No.
2: Different Speaking of coaches who departed places and left them in the dust, um, some moves made over the last week or so. Mike Elko goes to Texas A&M. Um, they do a, a very uncomfortable-looking Aggie thing where everybody rocks and sways with each other because it's Aggies and they got to have weird cheers. Um, Jonathan Smith leaves his alma mater, Oregon State, to go to Michigan State. We got Jeff Levy to Mississippi State. We got Fran Brown to Syracuse, back to the Northeast. Uh, <laughs> and this is this is the coup de grace, the cherry on the Sunday of the first week of the coach hiring cycle. Bobby Petrino back to Arkansas as the OC. Yeah. Choppy. man, uh,
1: that's that's great, man. He's gonna hope, hopefully he gets on his hog and rolls into town. That would be the best thing if he rolls into town for his press conference on a Harley. Oh, that would be a, just a absolutely with a neck collar on. Yeah, just, just gotta walks do
2: right it. up to the podium like this. Yep, just gotta do it, yep. man.
1: I was surprised that the Oregon State coach up for Michigan State only that Michigan State is such a, it's such a tough job and I get it you know they don't really have yeah. a conference anymore uh but I I actually think Oregon State is just as good or a better job than Michigan State Michigan State's brutal man you're competing in the same for the same kids Ohio State Michigan and Notre Dame
2: yeah, I, I think I'll be honest. I think I'd rather be Oregon State in the Mountain West than I'd rather be Michigan State in an yeah. 18 team big divisionless Big Ten where right. you're automatically a part of like a, a maybe the second tier in a good year. Like it's, yeah. you're right. Like that's, that's a much more attractive spot. There, it's, this is what happens yeah. when uh, power five schools just decide to throw money at things. Um, as is the case at Michigan State, where they've had to throw lots of money at things. Um, it, no surprise, Indiana, let go Tom Allen, Dana Holgerson out at Houston as well. And, um, oh, I, I did think this was interesting. Uh, A&M fans, I mentioned them earlier and how strange they can be. Gig'em. Um, bu- basically bullying the university and the athletic department out of hiring stoops. Um, John, that, was, that, that seemed very Aggie-ish. Uh, if for lack of a better way to put it. Oh, yeah.
0: Oh, absolutely. It reminds me of when uh, Tennessee fans bullied their uh, their athletic department out of hiring Shiano. Uh, it was very similar to that. And I think in yes. both cases, uh, you know, they were right to do so. I mean, I think we sort of know what Mark Stoops is. We already see him in the SEC, right? I mean, right. It's, it's okay. It's fine. It's decent. I don't know if you're going to be getting a whole lot better than what you were getting with Jimbo. At least with Mike Elko, I always sort of extrapolate. You know, back in the day – Justin Fuente came into Memphis, and he had turned what was a graveyard of a job into a conference champion by the time he was done with it. And it didn't work out for him at Virginia Tech for, honestly, because Virginia Tech didn't want it to work out. But Mm -hmm. he was an objectively really freaking good football coach. And if you can get Duke to respectability long-term and some of the things they were doing before Riley Leonard got hurt, I mean, beating Clemson there in the first game of the season, Clemson actually turned out to be pretty damn good. So I think when you can do something like that, uh, at a place like Duke where the resources just aren't there, yeah, you're going to be able to go to Texas A&M, fit right in, and uh, and make some noise. Whatever that looks like, I don't know, but I, I do think Mike Elko will be heard from.
1: And for what I, it's I, worth, I it's a good
2: – go ahead, RJ.
1: I think it's a good hire. I mean, I would have liked Jeff Trailer down at UT San Antonio um, for the job. He's a Texas guy. I thought he would have been a great fit for that job. Maybe he said no. I have a big problem with AM going after Mark Stoops, not because of the Stoops, but man, you don't poach somebody in conference. That, that's, SC, that's old school SEC. This is why AM didn't belong, it right? Is. You know, old school, you know, this is old school SEC, man. You do not poach another team's in your conference as coach, but AM doesn't know that because they're not old guard. All right, this you know, they weren't in Knoxville in 1923 when the when the uh, treaty was signed or whatever it is. I have no That's idea right. when it was, but I'm just going to guess it was 19 could have been 1933,
2: That's, I don't know. <laughs> That's some old school southwest some old school southwest conference type stuff right there. That's what I want to bring yep. back. Bring back the Southwest Conference. Um no, no coincidence, by the way, Mike Elko out the door. Riley Leonard immediately hits the transfer portal, too. Um, real quick, let's get to our best bets before we wrap things up. Records so far to this point in the season, RJ 5, 6, and 2. Once again, just one leg away from hitting one of his big pizza money parlays last week. An Ohio State victory screws over RJ's 23-1 to one pizza money parlay. Or an Ohio State loss, I should say. He had Ohio State winning. John six five and one on best bets this year. I'm eight six and one after I completely blew it last week. I had Bama and Auburn parlayed to both cover. Good job by me, uh, John. I'll let you start us. What do you got for a best bet this week?
0: Rammer jammer yellow hammer. Oh. Give them hell, Alabama. Absolutely. Ooh. Yes. Yes. We got uh, we got we got Alabama plus six. Um. I, I just feel like Milrow is is uh, he's elevated. Uh, he's playing with confidence. You don't you don't make that throw. Right. Unless you are. Uh, so I like Alabama plus six. Keep this very close. Again, give him a chance to win out. Right. I think six is too many on a neutral. Right. I mean, even distribution there of, of, of tickets in that game because it's a title game. So give me Alabama uh, just inside a touchdown.
2: 180 on the money line, by the way, Bama as well. Choppy, what do you got for a best bet?
1: You know what? I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go App State Troy over 52 and a half. Give me the I over like 52 and a half App State Troy. I also
2: like UNLV plus the two and a half too. I like UNLV a lot. I like the Sun Belt scoring points. And you know what? I'm gonna go all in on making Aggie fans mad. Give me Texas to cover the 15, a big number in the Big 12 championship game. But Sark wants to leave the Big 12 in the dust. Saw him, heard, saw and heard him talking earlier this week about wanting to walk out of there with the banner to take with him on the way to the SEC. So, uh, give me the horns to cover the 15 against Oklahoma State in the Big 12 title game. We will be back next week on another edition of BetQLU. We will break down the CFP selections and the maybe maybe take an early peak of the bowl lineup as well. We'll have Heisman to talk. We'll have Army-Navy to talk. And maybe start to lean in on some hoops as well as we're uh, starting to get closer and closer to the conference season, conference slate hitting in college hoops as well. Thank you again for listening live on the BetQL network for watching the show on the odyssey sports channel on YouTube and for pulling us up inside your odyssey app. Take us with you wherever you're going. A U D A C Y it's free. Download it today for our producer, Zach for our new video guy, Dan who managed to hang in there this week, even during some of the things that John said in the pre-show meeting for RJ choppy and John Martin. I'm Chris Mack. This is Beck
0: You've been listening to BetQLU, presented
2: by BetMGM. If you missed any of the show, listen back anytime on the new and improved Odyssey app.